Welcome to another inspiring sister's message. We hope you are blessed by this ministry. I have to say that, you know, I um, walked through the foyer tonight and it was just wonderful. It felt like old times. We're almost there. There's this, you know, certain things we can't do, but there's a lot we can do right now. And it was lovely to see the pamper girls at their post and the hostesses and uh, people in the coffee shop and food being handed out, little ones coming towards me, wrapping their arms around me, making me feel like a million dollars. <laughs> a million dollars is better than a million rand, I mean. And um, just, just, uh, just a lovely way to start the evening. All right, I, I want to share a message, and I'll come straight to, to, the, to the title tonight. It is Things Hoped For. Things Hoped For. Because in Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. And you know, when it comes to our hopes and our dreams, faith is a very important component. Uh, we're already on the fifth month. We haven't really spoken about faith. We've spoken about hopes. We've spoken about dreams. But faith also comes into this picture. It says, now faith is the assurance or the substance of things hoped for. This means that faith is a deep confidence that the promises of God will come to pass, and we can rely on, on them. I mean, we can rely on Him, and we can be optimistic, not walk around negative and downcast, but we can be optimistic, and we can trust God and be positive people. Amen. And so my first thought tonight is faith and hope work together. You know, it's important for us to see the relationship between faith and hope. For instance, we are saved by grace through faith. We are saved, we are born again by grace, and God has allowed that by his goodness, uh, but it means we have to believe and we have to have faith. But without faith, you know, there, there's a lot to be said about faith. Without faith, we cannot please God. I mean, how many times did he say to people in the New Testament, Jesus, obviously, in the New Testament said, your faith has made you whole. You know, amazing things happen. The woman with the issue, she must have reached out believing that Jesus is well able to heal her, but she was hoping, she was hoping she could get close to him so that she could touch his garment. Amen. Um, the, 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 the wonderful thing about faith and hope working together is that if we take away hope, from the definition of Hebrews 11.1, 1, the verse is incomplete, and everything is incomplete. Do you understand? We can't just have faith. We have to have, it's like two legs. We have to have uh, um, faith and hope. Author and pastor John Piper said, we are not merely saved by grace through faith. We are saved by grace through hope. And so much can be said uh, about faith and hope, amen? And, and hope is that, is that anchor that we read about in Galatians, the anchor for our soul, so beautiful. Faith and hope working together. 
We read in 1 Corinthians uh, 13, verse 13, it says three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. Amen. So, so let me illustrate to you, in, in the way that I can, how faith and hope can work together. Now, I'm, I'm a Cape Town girl, and I was born and bred. I was 38 when I moved up here, right? And I'm 68 now, so I've been here for 30 years. The point is, that's not the point. The point is, when I lived in Cape Town as a young woman, um, there was a period of time when I used to catch a train to work every single day. Obviously not on Sundays. And, um, you know, I cannot pretend that, that it wasn't a stressful exercise. I know Pastor Andre also... Um, even before I knew him and even after we were married, he also used to catch a different train. And um, a very stressful exercise because if the train came late, that meant I was late for work. And we all know how stressful that can be. But all I could do, like everybody else, is stand on the platform and wait for the train and hope that the train would come. And so how I, I, I see it, let me put it, to you like this. Faith is the platform that we stand on. It's this, this, the reality that it represents something. Amen. It's the platform that we stand on hoping for the train to come. Amen. Second thought tonight, look to God and expect good things to happen. It's not cliche. It's the only way. Amen? If we have hopes and dreams, look to God. He is the God of hopes, and He's the God of dreams. Amen? Pastor Andre always says, hope is the constant expectation of good. And similarly, John Piper again says, biblical hope not only desires something good for the future, it expects it to happen. So we've got to live in expectation, amen? And our hopes and our dreams will become a reality in one way or the other. Sometimes it looks different to, to what we thought, and sometimes it takes longer than what we thought, amen? But we do hope and expect good things in our future. Read today in my reading, my daily reading in um, Psalm 119, 68, where it says, um, you know, God is good, and he does good. Amen? And, um, yeah, we must expect good things in our future because we serve a good God and good outcomes in the midst of challenges, right, and difficulties, because bad things can still happen to good people, as you will read in the magazine. Awesome stories that will, that will help you. Now, let me illustrate to you why we should look to God and expect good things to happen. I do not know if you remember these very colorful um, pictures. And I can't even remember from what era it was. Was it the 80s? Was it the 90s? But it has hidden images. So you've got these, I think it really suits our theme this year with all the colors, Joseph and his Technicolor dream coat vibe. And here we've got beautiful colors every month that you've seen. And here's this beautiful picture. Uh, and there are patterned images, amen, that comes out. 
And you can't always see it with the naked eye. In fact, I, I had some lens transplants in my eyes, and now I can't see it. But I used to be the first in our family to, yep, that's it. There's an elephant. There's an elephant, right? And what is my point with this? The, the point is, you know, you can't always see things with the naked eye. But actually, they say you've got to come closer to the picture, and you've got to keep your focus, and then suddenly you will see, or eventually you will see the image that is there. Well, that reminds me of faith and hope, right? That, you know, you know there's something there. You just can't see it yet. But what you need to do is you've got, you've got to stay close to God. You've got to move closer to God. You've got to walk closer with God. And keep your eyes on, on His goodness and what He will unveil and what He will reveal to us. Amen? And so we just need picture, uh, we just need patience, but the picture will unfold. Right. Third thought, wait patiently on the platform, but keep working. Wait patiently on the platform, but keep working. You know, God does not want us to be idle while we're waiting for our hopes and our dreams. I have met people who don't work because they have a dream and they clearly have hopes, but they're not doing anything with their lives. And I don't think that that is what God wants for us. He doesn't want us to be ineffective people. He wants us to be busy and, you know, you know whatever our hands find to do, let's do that, even if it's for a season um, while we're waiting on the platform, in fact, Colossians 3, 23 to 24 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working to the Lord, not for men, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So symbolically speaking, symbolically, we are standing on the platform waiting for the train to come. But while it's not coming, what should we be doing? We shouldn't be idle, right? We should do something with our lives because that dream may become a reality much later. Now, I was amazed. Uh, uh, I was on Instagram yesterday, actually, and I saw this reel uh, about a market in Thailand, and it, it operates on a train line. So let's just watch that clip. I'm going to step out of the way, uh, if I can, or sit down. Let's just watch this clip. There we go. Very quick. And what does that say? Well... Let me tell you about the story that I found. This market has been going for over a hundred years. Right, I just lost my spot. For over a hundred years. So this is, this is what it says. They work seven days a week and four to eight times a day. They calmly, the traders calmly pack away their, their stalls and wait for the train to pass and, and then as the train goes, 
then they unpack it. So what you saw there very, very quickly, and that's a picture what I'm trying to paint, is while we're on the platform, hoping the train will come, dreaming our dreams, putting our faith in God and our hope in God, amen, we're active. We're doing something with our lives. We're functioning. We're fulfilling something. Um, you, you know, we can look back over our lives and say, I did that, then I did that, and, you know, for about 10 years, I actually did that, but, you know, finally, wow, I have my stethoscope. I can now be a doctor. I can now be a lawyer. I can now be a teacher. I can now be a missionary, because <laughs> now I can afford, because people are going to support me. Amen. So I trust that that's, that's helping you tonight in a small way. And then fourthly and lastly, accept that some hopes and dreams may be in the distance. You know, Hebrews chapter 11, the entire chapter is known as the hall of faith. Because if you, I haven't got time, but you know, the hall of faith speaks about Rahab and about Abraham and all these heroes of the faith. And you know, it shows us that many of these heroes of the faith saw and welcomed their reward from a distance. It, if you think of Abraham, his dream to have a son, to, to, to become a nation, to have offspring that, that's as many as the more even than the stars in the sky and the sand on the beaches, I mean, he saw it from a distance. It took him some time. And some of them actually stepped into eternity, by the way, without it being fulfilled on this side of heaven. But remember, this is not all there is. We live forever. We live forever, and we will live in eternity one day. So whatever your personal dreams are, whatever your hopes are, stand on the platform because that train will come for sure. Perhaps you say, well, you know what, I've waited on the platform for that train to come for so, so long. How much longer do I have to wait? Well, if our hopes and dreams are not fulfilled in our 20s, what about hanging on till our 30s? And perhaps depending on what it is, fulfillment may come in our 40s, our 50s, our 60s, maybe even in our 70s. It is never too late, depending on what it is. If it's marriage, I don't think you want to wait until you are 70. <laughs> I've got quite a long story to share with you, and I trust you're going to bear with me because it, is, it, it really is a fantastic story to tell. It's about a woman called Grandma Moses. Moses. Mo, Moses. Moses. <laughs> okay. Anna Mary Robinson Moses was a live-in housekeeper from the age of 12 for a total of 15 years. She did not finish school, but while at school, she was inspired to paint by taking art lessons. As a child, she started painting using lemon uh, juice and grape juice and to make colors for her landscapes and used ground ochre, grass, flour paste, and sawdust. At the age of 27, she met her husband, Thomas, who worked at the same farm, and they got married, 
and started their married life in Virginia and continued to work on farms. It was survival. It's what she could do. She didn't finish school. And um, they had 10 children, five who survived uh, infancy, and her hopes and dreams of painting was put aside so they could survive. And um, little did she know what was inside of her. So in her late 60s, she became a, a widow and moved in with one of her daughters. And a, at age 76, she picked up a dream and started painting and making art objects to keep her busy. What appeared to be an interest in painting at a late age was actually a manifestation of a childhood dream. Um, with no time in her difficult farm life to pursue her dream of painting, she was obliged to set aside her passion to paint. She was a prolific painter, generating more than 1,500 canvases in almost, in almost three decades because she lived to 101. She initially charged $3 to $5 for a painting, depending upon its size, and as her, frame as her fame increased, her work sold for $8,000 to $10,000. Imagine if she knew that when she was on a farm, slogging and slaving, um, and all she had, what, what God had put in her, was the ability to paint. The paintings of Grandma Moses uh, were used to publicize American holidays, her paintings were reproduced on Hallmark greeting cards, tiles, fabrics, and ceramics. They were also used to market products like coffee, lipstick, cigarettes, sorry, and cameras. In 1950, the National Press Club cited her as one of the five most newsworthy women and the Na National Association of House Dress Manufacturers honored her as the 1951 Woman of the Year. When she reached 88, Mademoiselle magazine named her as a Young Woman of the Year. She was awarded two honorary doctoral, doctoral degrees. President, almost finished, President Harry S. Truman presented her with the Women's National Press Club Trophy Award for Outstanding Accomplishment in Art in 1949. Jerome Hill directed the 1950 documentary of her life, which was nominated for an Academy Award. In 1952, she published her autobiography, My Life's History, and in it she said, I look back on my life like a good day's work. It was done and I feel satisfied with it. I was happy and contented. I knew nothing better and made the best out of what life offered. And life is what we make it, always has been, always will be. Such a beautiful illustration to us. What's on the inside of us, we may not even know. But like Grandma Moses, who knows what will happen to your life, what will emerge, what will come forth from your life. Amen? I don't even know if she was a believer. She may not even have been a believer, but imagine you as a believer your hopes and your dreams, the things that you hope for may become a reality. Amen? It's never, never, never too late. But you know what? She waited on the platform and she wasn't idle. She found work for her hands to do and she fed a family and stood by her husband. Amen? So she, she eventually lived her dream. So as I close, what are the things you are hoping for? As you walk with God, work as unto God, 
wait on God and keep God, keep your heart close to God. May the things you hope for become a reality. One thing I know, there are many good surprises along the way. God is a God full of surprises. Amen. I know we can testify to that. Amen. And you know what? God is a God of surprises as we remain faithful to him. May you remain faithful to the Lord your God as you walk with him in this life. And just hold his hand and let him lead you. And the things you hope for may be in the distance, but they may be nearer than what you think. I pray that has blessed you. And now, the fun part of tonight. You saw a glimpse of it already, didn't you? All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to play some clips. Some girls are going to introduce themselves, and we are going to discuss then um, something about them, not saying too much, but just something different to do. It's like we are actually introducing the magazine to you, and I trust it blesses you. Good evening, gorgeous sisters of Africa. My name is Lisa Fraser. I am a wife, a mother, and a business owner of a successful event management agency. In April 2021, while on a horsebacking ride with my daughters, I came off and I got a terrible blow to the head, giving me traumatic brain injury, known as TBI. It was damaged to my frontal and temporal lobe. But the good news is that we serve an awesome, amazing God, a God of restoration, a God of healing, a God of miracles. So now he's taking me on an incredible journey of glorifying him and life full of excitement and blessings. So while still on the road to recovery, which is going very well, I see him taking me on great adventures. So I just want you to read about my story and many other amazing stories in this edition of Sisters Magazine. So enjoy, lovely ladies. Stay blessed. Beautiful, eh? Now, I don't know if Lisa is here tonight, but I've bless you, bless you, gorgeous girl. Now, I've known Lisa probably for over 20 years, and Lisa was a, an amazing volunteer, not that she isn't now, but when we first started um, hosting conferences, Lisa was like a light that shone in the darkness to help us to, um, to put on events. So she was like an events manager, and I don't know if she ran the company or worked for a company, but there she was during the day. And all I can remember in those days was she was behaving like she was a staff member. She was on staff, and she was taking charge, and she was helping us make the venue look amazing and also just give us some pointers, and we actually learned quite a lot from Lisa. I, I was very privileged, Pastor Andre and I, during her recovery time, to have a, a Zoom call with her and her husband, and I just know that even to speak today, she needed to be with her speech therapist because there's a lot of things that she had to relearn, but you, you read all about that. So let's give Lisa a big hand. Thank you. 
actually, Pastor Wilmer, um, I served under Lisa in 2004, Lisa. You're my team leader at the 6 p.m. service in the zone. So, uh, yeah, beautiful memories. Well, we're going to look at another story. It's another uh, volunteer in the house that's just gone through some stuff, and she shared so beautifully in the magazine, but let's have a look at the screens. Hi, my name is Alanda. Um, 2020 has brought me some of the most intense personal challenges I ever had to face. And I really thought it will be over in the beginning of 2021. However, I landed up in ICU with COVID pneumonia, fighting for my every breath. God has blessed me though with resilient joy and he's brought me through all of it. And I'm so excited to share my story with you in the Sisters Magazine this year. Awesome. You know, Alanda, you're sitting here in the front row when I read your story. Um, and I remember the day in our pastoral emails that we receive when we got news that you, had, that you were COVID positive. And, you know, Pastor Wilma said bad things happen to good people. And, um, and that was something that we knew that you were trying to get through. We also knew that you had gone through some challenges the year before, losing a brother and some health challenges. And I know as a team, we prayed and we carried you in our hearts. It was after 2020, and I know many people in the room would have had challenges in 2020 with COVID. I mean, we'd lost um, my mommy to COVID. And we kind of felt we were just coming through that that, that lull of COVID, and then it hit again with that Delta variant, which you had. And, um, you know, we had carried so many people as a team, as a staff team that was journeying through COVID, but there was, there's a couple people that just remained close to our hearts, and you were one of those people. We remember getting updates and just um, when you were in ICU, your oxygen levels, and you're on a ventilator, and then eventually it was like, okay, high care. And then I think it was the 8th of July, we got an email to say, you home. And we rejoiced and we thank God for your life. Yeah. And, um, and I think being planted in the house, having uh, people that could come alongside you and really just pray with you. I think you also mentioned that you received a Sisters of Africa magazine that gave you hope in that ICU bed, you kind of held on to every single article and that was an inspiration to you. So we love you and we're so looking forward for the rest of the girls to read your story and be encouraged. I just wanna add that this year in particular, reading all the articles, there was such a level of vulnerability that I, I felt honored to actually witness. I mean, we get a lot of stories and it's been many years of the magazine, but there was something about this year, especially with your story, where it was like, you've, you've just opened yourself up. And, and even the photos people were sharing, which will bring me to my next person, um, really just blew my mind. It, just, it was such an honor. So just for everyone who wrote, thank you so much. And um, I know that your story is gonna bless even more people. So let's take a look at our next lady. Hi, my name is Francina. My family and I joined Rivers in 2004. Having grown up in church, um, my foundation has been built up by the Kids Own Ministry and the Youth and Young Adults Ministry. Today, I have the privilege of serving in those ministries alongside some of the people who raised me, and I have the honor of pouring into the next generation. I hope you enjoy my story in the Sisters Magazine. 
So Francine is in a section of the magazine that's actually filled with a lot of girls that have grown up at rivers and have been here since kid zone, since they were tiny, um, since maybe very early days of youth and um, they've grown up and their life has been shaped and I mean, I got all emotional seeing all these photos of them as young kids, and I was like, they were so tiny, and now they're married. And, it, and Francina in particular, she was an intern at Rivers. She served in my department for about three months, and just such a lovely girl. Highly recommend her. And, uh, but it's, it's such an honor to see how she's grown in the journey she's gone through, and um, you'll see some photos of events that we've forgotten even happened. And she was there growing up through it all, and um, lives really have been shaped, and our, our giving and our commitment to the sisters' ministry has been a huge part in that, and we've helped shape girls who've grown up and have got a whole story to tell, and um, it's just such an absolute honor. Is she Yeah, Is she, Francina Yeah. She might be a young adult because she said she, she might, serves there. She might. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, like, like Simi said, I mean, there's just something so special about all the stories in this year's magazine. And just watching them, it actually makes me emotional because, you know, I know quite a number of these ladies. And the next lady we're going to watch, again, it just, just thinking about it, it's almost like reliving it because it's somebody that I've actually known for a few years and walked a journey with her. So let's take a look at the screens and see. Hi, my name is Sandra. Pastor Andre always makes jokes about how we can meet our prospective partners in the coffee shop. I was one of those people. I met my husband while putting pies in the Southside pie oven wearing a mop cap and an apron. Unfortunately, he is no longer with me and has passed away. I have been honored enough to share my story in this year's Sisters magazine, and I hope you will be blessed by it when you see how faithful and good God has been. So, you know, when I read Sancho's story, it really spoke to me of an unwavering faith because she had just gotten saved literally a few years prior to that, given a life to the Lord from a completely different faith, trusted God for a good godly man, and God really came through for her. And she had to navigate an extremely difficult uh, season in her life, and she navigated it so well despite the heartache and the challenges and the disappointment that she faced. But I love that she opened herself up to us as friends. She allowed sisters to come alongside her and journey with her. And also what I found quite amazing is that she never lost hope and she never turned back from God in all of that. She stayed faithful. She kept serving in the coffee shop with her mop cap on, and she just continued to trust God. And even today, she's still trusting God with the hopes and dreams for her future. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just going to ask if the, they don't ask, is Sanchez here? I think Kailami. Okay. She might be at, oh yes, she actually does serve in Kailami. By the way, we've got several hundred ladies at Kailami also for the magazine launch. Now, let's watch the next girl. Hi, my name is Kirsten. I've grown up at Rivers Church. I actually started attending Rivers um, in Kidzone in a small building on the property. Uh, it's amazing to see how far um, Kidzone has actually come, and God's taken me through many seasons of life. It's been a privilege for me to write in this year's Sisters magazine about how God has um, brought me full circle back into Kidzone. Beautiful. You hear, Kirsten? Young adults, probably. So, Kidzone. Oh, thank you, Kidzone staff member. So, Kirsten was a little girl, as she said, and, you know, she, her family, her parents, her brother and her were, like, committed, still are, 
uh, dad had, has gone to be with the Lord, but um, she, she grew up in the house and was just this solid, available, ever-present young lady, a gorgeous little girl. You'll see in the magazine pictures of her when she was little. And we actually, the one picture we, we often used when we used to advertise Kids Africa or Kids Alight Conference, it was called first. And it's just wonderful to see that now she's gone full circle. I, I know you're going to be blessed by her story. Awesome. I think she was in our 20th year celebration, Pastor Wilma. That she with was as well. With her family, quite beautiful. Hopefully you're enjoying this, girls, and it's giving you a voice to the girls in the magazine. Um, and the whole goal is for you to get excited for the magazine and share it with other people as well. well with that, let's have a look at the uh, screens and see who the next girl is. Hey, ladies. I'm Wendy, and it's been such an incredible privilege to share a very small but significant part of my life in this year's Sisters Mag. As a young girl many years ago, with my whole life ahead of me, I never thought that my reality would be dealing with infertility. I'll always be grateful for the outcome of my story, but at some point in the journey, the weight became too much and I knew I needed to give it to God. And it was that very act of surrender that will always remain the highlight for me. I hope that when you read it, you'll be inspired and encouraged to also release that which is weighing you down whether it's your deepest fears or your most cherished dreams, because there's definitely comfort in knowing that when we release these things to God, it's not all lost. In fact, on the contrary, there's far more to gain. Beautiful. <laughs> Wendy, are you in the building, girl? Where are you at? Ah, there we go. So Wendy's story is very special to me because... Um, her husband, Logan, and her joined our Connect group about 16 years ago as a young couple, and um, we've loved watching your journey, um, Wendy, and I know that many women in the room go through what Wendy's gone through, just struggling to fall pregnant, struggling to, to really bring life into the world. That's what we were designed for, and I know it's a challenge, and so many of you carry this burden. I know we've got people on staff as well, and hopefully Wendy's story will encourage you. She was a girl that grew up in church. Um, she knew the Lord from a very young age, but again, bad things happen to good people, and I think with her story, she's chosen in that season. You know, Pastor Andre's written a book, and we've heard him preach about this recently, that pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. And she decided in that season of waiting um, that she was going to celebrate other women, other kids. And in that waiting, she carried on serving God. And now she's got three beautiful kids. I love her family. They serve faithfully. Um, they serve God's house. And they are planted. And again, I think it's so important to be planted in the house for people to come around to surrender yourself really and when you surrender that thing to God you see God come through to you so just another beautiful story and it will encourage other women that are waiting for their baby for waiting to bread something that God's going to place in them amen with um, with the magazine, I mean, when you get it, you know, it's always fun to look at all the pictures and see, like, all the different colors, and I just gave a spoiler away. But um, there's so much gold when you take some time, just a little bit later on, the, the first night, it's all exciting, but take some time and actually 
read, you know, that there's, and not just this year, but last year, maybe the year before, if you have a copy of that, actually, actually read it and you'll be surprised at what gems pop out. And um, I'm sure there's somebody who's got a story that you'll be able to connect with in the magazine. So let's take a look at our next lady. I'm Shika, and my story begins when I was 17. I was in a really serious car accident. I lost the use of my arm, and um, I had to do, learn how to do everything with my left arm. Um, but my injuries were quite severe, so it was a lot of rehabilitation, being in hospital for a long time. And it was a bit of a struggle until I actually started coming to church, and I realized that God had saved me for something. Whatever had happened to me shaped me into who I am now. And um, I just had to trust in the plan that God had for my life. And I feel so blessed and so honored that I got to share my story. And I really hope that it inspires people. I hope that you, know, you realize that God's plans for you are real. Never, ever give up. Know that even though things don't work out the way you expect them to, the plan that God has for your life is the perfect one. I don't want to give any spoilers, so you can read the rest, but I remember I met Sheikha when I was a teenager at a sister's night, I don't even know if she remembers this, at a sister's night, and I was serving in the Pampa area, which is why I'm very excited that we're painting nails again, and um, I, I, I met her, and she told me what happened, and um, I was painting her nails, and I was just like, she's, she's been here for so long, she's really just one of those people that's like a building block, like part of the furniture, and um, it was just so great to read her story and, and get that full, you know, first-hand experience of what she went through, and it's absolutely amazing what she's achieved and what she has accomplished, and she has a beautiful family, and it, it was such an honor to read that story. Beautiful. Is she young? Or is she also at Kalami? Ah, oh, God bless you, bless you. The next uh, video that we're going to watch is of a young lady in the house, a kid's own teacher. Uh, if you're a mom, you'd probably know her. She's the one who has a different colored hair for almost every single day. Let's take a look. Hi, I'm Caitlin, and I've been at Rivers for 15 years. The story that I had the honor and privilege of sharing in this year's Sisters magazine is how I came to church as a very insecure girl and I got plugged into KidZone and how my life has continued to change and grow as I've stayed in KidZone my entire life basically and I hope you're encouraged by this story. She's really not joking. She basically grew up in KidZone and I thought her story so beautiful because she came in here like she said she was very quiet, she was very shy but her mom insisted that she comes to Kids Zone and she comes to Kids Africa. If you know her mom, Mama Jo, thank you for making sure she stays in the house. And the impact that Kids Zone had on Caitlin's life is actually incredible. It has helped her come out of a shell, grow in confidence and self-esteem. And uh, you were talking about vulnerability earlier. Uh, uh, Caitlin didn't have like a relationship with her natural dad. And so it's through Kids Zone that Caitlin learned to have a relationship with God, not just as God, but as a father. And if you're a mom in the house, I promise you, the story is going to encourage you to make sure that your kids attend the kids' ministries, even on the days where they don't feel like getting out of bed. Oh, let's watch the next um, two ladies. <laughs> Hi, my name is Nakita, and a year ago I started flight school training to become an airline pilot 
and this has been a long-term dream ever since I was a child. I realized uh, through flight training and pursuing my goal to be a commercial pilot, I was stepping into my purpose and what God has planned for me. And in doing that, I just hope that I can inspire and uplift the dreams of others. It has been an honor to be able to share my story in this year's Sisters magazine. I'm Bailey. My husband and I struggled with infertility for four years. Um, we were blessed with two incredible boys, but uh, shortly after birth, both of them were diagnosed with a facial deformity, um, and it was quite a, a long road that we had to walk with both of them. We really just saw the incredible faithfulness of God throughout the process, and we had a phenomenal medical team, and just the most incredible and beautiful support from my church family. It's an incredible privilege for me to be able to share my story with you, and I really hope that it blesses and encourages you. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, Nikita, Nikita was one of our interns a couple of years ago, and I love her story because um, she shares about how, you know, her dream of becoming a pilot, and you almost get the sense that she had this idealistic, it's going to be amazing, I love planes, and then when she actually gets into it, she realizes this is extremely difficult, and it's a huge sacrifice, but she perseveres, and she just keeps going, and through that, uh, she grows as a person, she sees that it's drawing her towards her purpose, and it even causes her to pray even more. So just seeing how a young girl is just trusting God with the hopes and dreams in an industry that is male-dominated, and she shares a little bit about that, and she just perseveres, and she just keeps dreaming. And I think it's really an inspiration for other young women to just pursue a dream no matter how difficult it may seem. Beautiful. It's a phenomenal story. Nikita, are you here? Oh, bless you. I think it's, you're an incredible inspiration, and I believe that everyone that will read your story will be hugely inspired by you, and you're a brave young lady and determined, and I think we all need to give her a great big hand. Bailey, anyone? Some? <laughs> So I've, I've known Bailey for a good number of years, served with her in young adults. That's how old we are, okay? Uh, but it's, it's such a great story in that not only coming through infertility, but you think like, oh, my dreams come true, I'm having my babies. And then this other obstacle comes up and it's just, it's truly inspiring. Just, just that steadfast faith and... Um, you know, just, just trusting and leaning on God and still being positive, even though you have literally no reason to be. And um, not just once, but twice. I have two, you know, very scary, almost tragic things happen to you and to come through. And her boys are beautiful. And you'll see them. They're gorgeous in the magazine. And um, it's just a story that I think I'm going to be loving and holding on to for the next couple of years. Yeah. She, she serves at, um, at Kalami. And, you know, she's, she's one of the girls also that is in a frame in one of the bathrooms, just a gorgeous model-looking woman, but is in the medical field. I can't remember exactly what it is, but uh, Bailey, both Bailey and Caitlin have featured as models. We don't call them that. Just, they're just girls in the magazine, and, and, and actually, if you look at all these girls here, um, they're not just pretty faces. 
um, they serve in the house. They play a, a pivotal role in their departments. And uh, uh, that's what I love about, about the magazine. That's what I love about God's house. And um, I also just want to, we've got a few minutes left. I'm going to pray and I'm going to invite ladies to, to open their hearts to Jesus. But I just want to say, we do need to give Simi, my daughter, a huge hand. Because we're not a publishing company, but from 2009, she learned, I don't know how she did it, but she did it, and uh, she, she is responsible for, for what you're going to hold in your hand tonight. It's pages that have to fit together on the other side, you know what I mean? And uh, just works over time. She had COVID, she lost four days during the the planning of this and the preparation of this and the editing of it, and uh, but she still carried on and she made sure it it met the deadline. So, Simi, we really appreciate you. We appreciate everyone who played a part, or our photographers, or, or you know, overtime work. This is what it is, just so that we can give it to you. So, this is our magazine for Woo! 2022. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed and inspired by this ministry.